Hey, welcome to the Tastic Collector Podcast. Uh, with me today is Michael, as always. Michael, how are we doing? Hey, I'm doing great, man. I'm doing really good. good. How are you, man? I'm doing well. Thanks for asking. Yeah, that's so, so in today's episode, we're gonna be going over uh, some announcements that came out from Pokemon this week. Uh, our our take on celebrations, what we've been able to get, what are uh, other cards we're looking to pull. Um, we finally did that draft we've been talking about since the, probably the first episode. Uh, with some friends, and that was a huge success. We'll be talking about that a little bit, as well as kind of a new player's guide on how to get into playing uh, Pokemon TCG. So without further ado, Michael, do you want to get us into that Pokemon announcement and what was said, what we feel about that one? Yeah. Um, it's pretty exciting that uh, they're kind of updating us on all this stuff. It's just like good to know that they understand what the problems are um and what the common frustrations of like the um common pokemon collector the uh, trading card game player they understand so um anyways they they did ca- come out with an update on the availability of the cards and why it's so hard to find them, find them on in the stores and um they just basically said that they're aware that fans are experiencing difficulties purchasing certain uh, products due to very high demand and global shipping constraints impacting availability um, but they're trying to do what they can that's like under their control um, but they are going to print a lot of the cards that are most impacted which is really good because um, like all the cards that we we like you know are looking for or like boxes and products or future availability they're already thinking about possibly like i'm thinking the the flareon v and the evolution alternate art box mm-hmm. they're gonna print enough of those in the future or like so it's gonna be nice to be able to get a hold onto those but um what was what was your biggest takeaway from this one uh, so I, I kind of sound like me uh, at the beginning of the spring, I think they set up something else similar to this kind of right before or right after battle styles came out. I think they realized, hey, we're running low on supplies. People are getting in a lot of trouble, you know, hitting each other, trying to find this stuff at Walmart, yeah. whatever, going crazy about it. Um, they sent out something similar saying, hey, we're going to do our best to print more due to, you know, labor constraints and stuff like that. They couldn't. Um just because of like the COVID precautions in factories and stuff, um, so it kind of sounded really similar to that. But on that note, since that message came out, I do feel like it has been easier to find product. Um, I I feel like they actually are trying their best and doing work in that regard. Um, it's kind of crazy that shipping is now the biggest thing. Like I know, like if you just listen to the news or. Um, checking on some shipping stuff. People are paying crazy prices to get stuff shipped over from China um, and uh, other Asian countries that do a lot of the product manufacturing, um, especially for like Christmas toys and stuff. That's yeah. kind of a big headline right now, uh, which is kind of crazy to think about already. But um, they're like paying like double prices on all these shipping containers, which really is hard on you know the small box companies. Um, like your local game store and stuff, they might not have that initial effect of, hey, I've got to pay for these shipping containers, but their wholesalers do, and then that kind of trickles down to them too. So 
Um, it, I mean, everybody's struggling. It's not just Pokemon. It's the whole world right now. And I think we got to take that into consideration as well. For sure. But um, the other thing that I noticed was um, in their statement, they didn't just leave it up to new product. They also said, you know, reprinting um, some of the most recent stuff as well. So we might see some Evolving Skies reprints. Um, yep. I mean, who knows when Celebration will be out of print. Uh, I would imagine towards the end of this year they'll kind of be done printing that. But, I mean, I guess I guess that kind of jumps into this next part about Celebrations, though, is that, you know, we were able to get some pre-orders for it through GameStop and um, actually were able to find some mini tins at the store, a couple different stores and stuff like that. So we were able to pick up some of it. Had a good time opening it. Um, even gave some out as a prize for our draft that we did. Um, yep. But looking into that, I mean, other than product availability, and I know some people are having a really hard time finding it still, and we got lucky, but the singles prices are just crazy right now, and not in the normal Pokemon craziness way. It's actually crazy low. So, there, I mean, there's a Charizard in the set, which is usually what hypes up most, uh, you know, part-time collectors or resellers or whatever you're going to call them. Um, and even that card's not... Great. I mean, it, it's still expensive, but it's not over the top. This is a base set reprint with the 25 uh, year logo on it and everything like that, which is really cool in my opinion. But um, what I mean, what do you, what is your take on celebrations? Because you've opened some up, you pulled some really good cards. Um, <clears throat> what what do you think about the set in general? And you know, any any other thoughts about that, Michael? Well, obviously, I think the way that they set it up. Um, it, it works best for not your collector, not your investor, but definitely, like, someone who's trying to have fun. And that's kind of, like, the biggest thing of the set. But, honestly, I think it's going to give it longevity because um, you can open up a Hidden Fates tin and get, you know, like, a really, really bad thing and you spend $50 if you bought it on eBay or something crazy. Oh, yeah. So, these things, I was having really fun pulling and I think people are going to always want to pull it. So honestly, like the investors can go suck it because I think it's honestly <laughs> going to be, it's honestly going to be a good investment either way. Um, here's the thing. I'm having a good time with it. And I think like, like you were saying, the single market's down. You and me are on the same page about this. It's time to buy every card that we wanted in the set. Um, I mean, yeah. The Mew I mean, EX the only cards like that you know screaming. I look at and I'm like I I can't afford those is the Golden Mew for seventy dollars yeah. and uh, uh, Charizard I think is sitting at about two hundred on TCG Player right now and the Umbreon Umbreon uh, Star is like hundred dollars as well yeah so so yeah. Look, I mean, look, three out of like I don't know how many cards are kind of off the table for me. And I think that's great for collectors, honestly. I mean, the investors, yeah, that sucks for you, I guess. But you've had a crazy year already. And most people that call themselves investors aren't really looking for an investment. They're looking for, well, I'm going to make a quick profit off of, you know, people desperate to get product. Um, yeah. And, like, if you're a true investor, you're, you're looking at the set saying, oh, I'm going to buy all these Charizards now. And in 20 years from now, they're going to be worth some money, maybe. Yeah. You know, that's a cost risk you know assessment you got to make for yourself but um it's one of those things for a collector you're looking at this set and saying i could actually collect this whole set Easy. for 
you know, if you do the classic collections, you're probably going to be looking at the hundreds of dollars, but just for the celebration set itself, you're probably looking at less than a hundred dollars, honestly. Um, which is just insane after looking at, you know, Evolving Skies 300 card set. That's going to cost you, I don't know how much money that would be right now, but, you know, we've had back to back to back to back to back huge sets, and we're looking at another one with Fusion Strike. So as a collector, you're like, this is the one. If I'm going to collect the whole set, get every card, get the this is out. probably the one. Yeah, and and you could, you could go on TCG Player right now and get the whole set if you wanted to. Or, I mean, opening is not that hard either because there's only 25 cards in the set. So, yeah. I mean, I opened, I don't know, maybe 20 packs at the most. Probably even, what, like 15 maybe. And I'm only missing six cards out of the main set. So, yeah, I don't crazy. think it would be that hard. I mean, and I've pulled multiple duplicates and stuff like that too. So, I, I think your chances are pretty good there. Um, yeah, those mini tins are such good value, and I wish I wish we could have bought more than just one at the Target. It's so funny. We went to lunch and went back and grabbed more because <laughs> it like we could only get one each. But um, I mean, what was that? You get two celebrations and then one extra pack in there. And I got uh, a vivid or I got a Darkness Ablaze, and you got a, a yeah. vivid voltage, and that's just pretty good value. And um, I mean, I mean, I'll just reveal. I got the the blastoise and i got the shining magikarp like that's yeah. crazy pulls for for only like i think i have pulled maybe max like six packs or something total which is crazy. yeah you, so, yeah you only open a couple of those tins huh yeah so yeah. i got pretty lucky and i mean like you were saying the other day the shining magikarp had such low pull rates that it that it might actually have good value in the future but the thing about this I mean, set is you can't really spend $200 on a Charizard and expect to make that much money. It is probably going to be way more common than people expect. But at the same time, yeah. um, that's what's going to bring people to always want to get it. I mean, if it's so accessible, the the market's always going to be flipping on that. So, I mean, someone will always buy your card, which means that it's going to have value. So... Uh, I love this set. I had a great time, and pulling the, yeah, pulling that Blastoise was fucking crazy. I just had such good feel, <laughs> like that felt so good. And then yeah, the Shining Magikarp was a crazy pull. I did that as a reveal to everyone else, and didn't even see what the cards were. And they, I thought, I like, I didn't even tell you this, Dan. I thought you guys were fucking with me because um, <laughs> when I showed you guys the cards, I knew for a fact you guys would like react anyway and if i pulled like all yveltals or something um <laughs> everyone would just still be like oh my god you know so i was just like i i know that this isn't gonna work but whatever and then alex like freaked out and i was like okay actually i don't think alex would fuck with me so <laughs> it was pretty funny because i looked and i was like oh my god i got a shining magic card which is just like no that was so sick yeah. it's pretty sick you know so yeah had a good time it's a great set um we got those uh sylveon and and uh, lance's charizard uh boxes from yeah, the v, v memory boxes from GameStop. yeah and and that's gonna be I, really I think, hype People i mean saying I it's a bad that, like, deal i don't at, at the cost of the box you're down to celebrations packs because if you bought them separately you get eight and you only get six in the box but having the it all in one box is really really cool too 
Oh. So I was able to open up one of them and got a couple cool cards from it, but leaving the one sealed on my shelf is also part of it. You know, that's really cool to have. Pretty um, crazy. Just as a piece to, just to collect that way. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, when I pulled that first Deluxe Ray Level X, I was so hyped about it. Just the, you know, you see a picture of a card on TCG Player or, you know, on Poke Beach or whatever else. Especially like, those old yeah, cards. Yeah, those are cool cards. The texture's not that good on them, you know, whatever. It looks like McDonald's cards, whatever. And then you open one in real life, and you, like, have it right in front of you, and you're like, wow, that's actually really beautiful. Like, there's... It's it's not as ugly as the... <laughs> everything was showing, like, pre-release stuff, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, I was actually really pleasantly surprised. Um, I did pull duplicates on the Dark Gyarados last night when I opened up the View Memories box, and that was kind of sad. Um, Are those hollows? Duplicates. Yeah, yeah, they're hollows. They're, they're actually really good cards. Um, good looking cards, but you know, you, just in a set like that, you don't want to play, pull duplicates. You kind of want to have different classic cards, you know what I mean? So, um, yeah. we'll see if I can sell that one or trade it and get some other singles. But yeah, I'm definitely trying to pick up some of them. Like the uh, Rockets Zapdos is only like $5. Um, the Greninja promo is really cool. I really want to pick up the Light Toxtricity promo too. Um, some of those cards are really good looking, even if you know they're only gonna be a dollar or whatever. I think the Greninja Star is sitting at like eight dollars right now. You know, nothing like crazy, and I don't think the prices should go up very much on those anyways. But I just like the look of the card and want to collect them. So yeah. that'll be my goal. I'm gonna try to finish my, uh, you know, celebration set itself minus the Golden Mew probably because that's a little too expensive for me in my taste, but I'll probably get 24 out of 25, um, and chill, chill there for a while. My little brother did pull that golden muse, so maybe I'll have to sweet talk him a little bit, get it for a Christmas present or something. That's actually <laughs> insane, though. I know, he showed, he showed me, he, he, he opened up the, uh, Pikachu V Union box, so you got the V Union card, which is really cool, I like that, uh, Jumbo card on there, yes. uh, just for the artwork, um, but, then he, he pulled out this, uh, he got the Blastoise, he got um, the, the Golden Mew, like I said, let me see, what I, I've got the picture he's got here, let me see what else, yeah, so, and then he got, um, in his random packs, he got a Full Art um, Flannery, and a Hollow Glarian Moltres as well. Jeez. Um, so, he, I mean, he's sitting on some pretty good cards there. And just in one box, that's that's really cool. So, Josh, I'm a little jealous of you if you're listening. Um, definitely uh, hit me up if you're trying to get rid of some of those cards, because I'd be your guy. But um, now, really excited for him. He got he got some really good cards out of there. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, it's pretty yeah. sick. I don't and... think I. Oh, what were you saying? Oh, I was just gonna say I don't know if I saw anybody else pull that that good out of a Pikachu V Union box. I know, dude. That's crazy. Anyway. I, I bought one of those from the Pokemon Center because I, I didn't get any luck on any other uh, celebrations things, and um, yeah. Once I bought that one, I was like, uh, I don't know. But now I'm like, I don't know if I want to keep it sealed or rip it open because I really want to <laughs> open more <laughs> celebrations. Yeah. But yeah, we got lucky and we got those, uh, those Pikachu Zekrom golden cards from GameStop yeah. two pre-orders. So, yeah, GameStop's been pretty good actually about pre-orders the last couple of rounds. I've been able to get stuff on there. 
they've been doing it so the pro players get early access and trying to cut down on some of the scalping that happens um, about that. But I also did get kicked off of uh, <laughs> Pokemon Center uh, when the Celebrations League trainer boxes and stuff dropped because I was refreshing apparently too fast. So got kicked off of there. Um, Can you go back on? Or are you st- are you like blocked? I, don't, I haven't tried yet, and I'm kind of curious to see what would happen. You should do um, it right now. All right, I'll do it right now. We'll see. A little, little test here. I, see if yeah. See I wonder. If still. I wonder if it's your account, like straight up. You go into PCCGO, and you're just like, oh my god, they straight up blocked me, bro. Yeah. Right. No. Let me see no, if there's I can no way. In here. Let's see if I sign in if it messes it up, but. Yeah, that's pretty. That's pretty crazy though. Yeah, cause um. I can get in. That's good. Okay, it's probably just good. like a twenty-four hour or twelve-hour delay or something like that. But makes sense. Yeah. So if you're on there, don't fresh. Every. I mean, I wasn't even doing it crazy. I feel like I was doing it like every minute or so. Yeah. And I got kicked off. So. Uh, that makes sense. Be careful on release days. You know. Yeah, but and <laughs> like, well, and also we were gonna say that. Yeah, we don't have to worry that much about celebrations because, like they said about that announcement, they're looking to print more. And obviously, celebrations, they're trying to get their product out there. So you'll try and like look for their old games, try and get their new video games, all this stuff. So like just like Champion's Path was pretty hard to get last year. Um, yeah. it's, it's like available at your local Target usually. Um, so now, like, you know, you can get a, one of those Marnie boxes or whatever all the time, but, um, you know, I think it's going to be easy to get celebrations probably in a little, not easy, but you'll be able to find it here and there, and, uh, Fusion Strike's about to come out, so grass is getting greener, we're getting to get some stuff in the stores, and I'm pretty excited about it, so... Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if Celebration six rounds to, through the holidays, you know, that big of a set, that kind of celebra- celebratory set um, would do well over the holidays too. So I think they'll probably reprint that for a while. But um, yeah, something that, you know, Michael and I didn't talk about before we started this at all is um, I was just on TCG Player and an ad popped up or, you know, like they have their like suggested sections you can go to. Yeah. Um, they had uh, My Hero Academia card game. Apparently, they had their first edition uh, booster boxes just came out. Oh my god! And it was interesting. It was interesting looking at you know the prices for that because it's like eighty dollars booster box. You get twenty something packs. Top top price cards about eighty dollars. So you know if you pull that, you're paying for your booster box, whatever. Um, but something that was interesting was like <clears throat> uh, with a first edition set. You know, obviously, if you wanted to collect that, I don't know what the collecting scene looks like for that. I'm not really that interested in it. But from a collector's standpoint, you're like, oh, I really want those first edition cards. But as a player's standpoint, you're like, I don't really care if my cards are first edition or unlimited. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I know that Pokemon hasn't done a first edition set since forever, um, since their beginning, obviously. But that would be kind of something cool to implement is like every time this new set comes out, the first wave or whatever is first edition and then after you know about a week or two all those cards are sold out they go to unlimited where 
you know, scalpers are really going to hit hard that first week. Collectors are going to really need to try hard that first week. But then, as a player or just as someone that wants artwork on the cards, something like that, they can look at those unrelated cards and not have to pay a crazy price for it. Um, so, I don't know. Just something to think about, I guess, when it looks at you know card prices and market value and stuff like that. If Pokemon is really being serious about wanting to stop scalpers and stuff like that, maybe that's something that we could see in the future. I doubt it, but just kind of as a general idea, that would be kind of interesting. That's really smart, actually. No, I, I really like that idea because, um, yeah, I guess, I guess Pokemon's kind of had first edition cards going all the way up and through, like, Team Plasma or something, I think. So I don't, they, I don't they know used about that, to, really? Yeah, they... I, I'm pretty sure I remember seeing cards that were first edition all the way up through there, but... Uh, you mean Team Rocket, right? No, nah, like... Team Plasma is black and white. I don't, I don't uh, know yeah, yeah, yeah. One. I think I've seen, like, first edition cards from black... Maybe I'm maybe I'm tripping, but... um, I, I have seen cards that are first edition... Uh, I think the latest I've seen is Team Rocket, and maybe... I guess Actually, I think you're right. Neo Neo cards came after that. I don't know if those had first editions. I think they did. Um, oh, okay. Well, um, kind of those yeah. early early late late nineteen nineties early two thousands. I think was kind of the end run of that. I think with the Wizards of the Coast, they kind of stopped that as well. So. Okay. Yeah, because that would yeah, be a really we'll cool to thing to implement. Fact check that one. Yeah, because <laughs> if they if they were to do like first edition. Vivid Voltage or first edition, first edition Sword and Shield when the first set came out or something, um, that'd be pretty crazy. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like if it was Celebration, you know, first edition Celebration cards, those prices would be crazy right now. There's no way that those are oh, set five dollars a pop. You know what I mean? But then you open up the Olympic and then the prices start looking like they are now. And you know, as a, as just you know, a, hey, I do this for fun that's great for you because the prices are going to be super low on most sets uh, as long as you're not looking for first edition but as a serious collector or an investor you're looking at oh those first edition cards are going to bring me so much money later on um, and I mean the scalpers go just as crazy as the quote unquote investors do but um, I mean just as a player or just as kind of a hobbyist you know something like that you're looking at those unlimited cards saying, hey, these are just as good. I don't know what you guys are all going crazy about. You know, I'm, yeah. I'm willing to pay 50 cents for a card that you guys are paying $100 for, you know. So, you know, whatever. And that might also help with, you know, PSA not getting cards back to you fast enough and stuff because people would only be grading first edition cards versus, you know, every unlimited card that ever comes out right. grading right now. So I mean, I feel like people still probably grade unlimited cards uh, from from old but uh yeah yeah from old but i'm just saying the new sets you know someone opened up evolving skies and pulled you know a hundred cards and sent them all rush you know grading yeah, and true. now our cards that have been there for six months now still haven't shown up again so chill yeah so <laughs> yeah it's yeah. true yeah well i think that's enough about celebrations hopefully everybody else is having a good time uh and able to get some um if not Look on TCG Player, find the singles you really, really want, but and pay those. Don't pay the scalpers' prices for sealed product. It's ridiculous considering the price of cards, um, singles on TCG Player. So it's not really worth it at all, in my opinion. Um, just wait it out, hang out, buy your singles until that sealed product is available in your stores. 
uh, for a decent price. But um, let's let's move on. Uh, we we had that draft night that we kind of talked about. I mean, since forever now, we finally nailed it down. Got all the cards. Uh, some of my cards showed up the day of the draft, and I was already out of town, so that was kind of rough. We had to do a little audible on that one and change it up a little bit. But um, yeah, I, th- I think overall i had a whole lot of fun with it we had five guys show up for it um some guys we haven't talked to in several years you know um michael and i both lost it all you know the only guys that showed up don't know how to play we lost it completely <laughs> we uh, got last place yep yep fifth and fourth place there um but deck building aspect of it i had a whole lot of fun even though i i made the deck list and stuff like i mean the draft list and stuff like that you know, you never know what cards are going to come out um, in your packs or what other people are going to pick and pass to you, you know, stuff like that. So it was a whole lot of fun, I think. Um, I think if we were to do it again, I, w- I would kind of spend the extra money, maybe don't get deck boxes and, you know, sleeves for everybody, have everybody bring those themselves. But um, I'd, I'd splurge more, get some V cards or maybe even some V maxes and really make it fun. We, we played a single, single price style with just hollows. Um, and rares from Sword and Shield era uh, sets. So had a couple different play styles that people brought out. Um, I think I think the star of the show was Avery's Lugia. I don't I didn't think that one was gonna be that high of a, a pick honestly, but that ended up doing really well for him. He played a metal deck with uh, Agron and what else did he have in there? Lucario, Metagross, you know. Mel really metal. cool looking deck. Mel Metal, yeah, Mel Metal is in there. Um, Alex got second place with a fire deck. He had the Arcanine with his Burning Scarf to give him extra HP and leave burns. Um, Nine Tails, and what else did he have in there? It was like a Blaziken, maybe. And oh yeah, yeah, the Blaziken. Yeah. There was there was just some cards, yeah. but I think it was mostly that Arcanine that that was his headliner. Yeah, I think the Arcanine was kind of the star of the show on that one. Um, but Alex ended up getting second to Avery. Avery got first. Um, really good show out of both of them. Grant really, really put it as... I thought I was going to get third, honestly. Grant Grant uh, figured out his deck towards the end, I think. I think he had a harder deck to use. Um, he was playing a fighting rock deck with uh, uh, Tyrantar as kind of his his ace um and i don't i don't think he really figured that one out till second or last second or, or uh second to last or last match and then he started cooking people with it i think a little bit more um so he ended up getting third we had, i think we had some pretty surprises had a whole lot of fun just connecting with people um yeah Any, anything you would have done differently michael if we were to do it again um nah honestly i had a good time i i honestly the first pack i got it was either a gengar hollow or a metagross and i was like i'm going gengar hollow and then i got like you could pick gardevoir hollow or or something else and i was like i'm going gardevoir and then ended up just picking up hollows i didn't even try and make it synergistic so i had like a psychic grass deck which <laughs> shouldn't even be a thing and um yeah i mean i had fun i have cool cards to show for it and uh i'm pretty happy about how it went personally um i think everyone was kind of 
like really surprised about like how how much stuff we we could get with like 20 bucks you know each um it was pretty yeah. cool basically like all the hollows were super sick and avery loves that lugia right now it's like probably gonna go in the front of his binder like that's that's no, he's connection. getting that one graded for sure yeah he's got like a connection now <laughs> and then like yeah it's pretty crazy because grant loves that tyranitar and and like uh yeah avery won a fossil um zapdos and he asked me about it the other day like like what's so cool about i mean like they like why is this card so cool because he thinks it's cool you know and i was just telling him about how it's from like one of the earliest <laughs> sets of pokemon and it's a straight up hollow which is a rare you know there's not any like v yeah i was i was kind of depressed when nobody got excited when i pulled that one out i was like i know yeah, this i was like what? For. and then it was just crickets and i was like oh Nobody else understands what me and Mike. And yeah, but I think he'll kind of so get it in the matter. future. <laughs> he he was like, "How much could I sell this for?" And I was like, "Well, um, like you'd have to go grade it, or you'd have to be able to, like, describe the condition of it." But, like, I don't know. It's probably worth like however much right now. But like it it, it's just kind of about putting in a binder and having a flex. You know, you have a, you have a hollow fossil card you know and then he was kind of into yeah. it so yeah i mean some of those old cards you know like people have can like can name all the birds easily you know they they love all the old canto pokemon and shit so it's it's a good it, it went really well and um i'm just happy because they knew what they were doing they could uh like knew what they were going to do going into their turn um and it was just it was like a good vibe we we were able to just kind of like get the games going towards the end where it wasn't as slow other than me i'm just sitting there but um you know we we had a good time <laughs> and uh you know i i wasn't going to win and i'm okay with that you know what i mean so it yeah, worked out yeah, yeah we we had we had fun yeah. and uh yeah, I mean, I got a I got a hollow Gardevoir and a hollow Gengar, so I'm pretty happy. Hey, there's your prize, man. Yeah, no, it was a lot of fun. I think I think the best part, like you were saying, was towards the end. You could really tell that uh, they were enjoying playing and they knew how to play. Like the first couple of matches was really rough to watch. They were taking like 20 minutes to do uh, one match, you know. And uh, at each game, they kind of learned more about their deck and figured out, okay, these cards are actually the ones that I need to be attacking with, and these other cards aren't that great, whatever else. Um, but yeah, it was really it was really fun. I think you know, hopefully, we brought three new people into the hobby, and we can kind of build a little Pokemon team here, you know, for the that uh, team challenge or whatever. Yeah, that's um, hype. That comes out again. They're really cool. So. Um, with that, let's let's jump into the, you know our new player guide because I, I hope that um, a couple of them are listening to this and can get some pointers about products. I know we've already been talking to Avery a lot about it, um, both of us, but uh, some products they can buy that would help them out. Where to play, and right now it's kind of tricky because not a lot of in-person tournaments are happening and no legitimate Pokemon tournaments are happening right now, so... Uh, we'll see about that and then uh, kind of where to find deck lists or deck building guides stuff like that so um are there any products that you would recommend to these 
you know, new players that might be listening to our podcast or um, just checking out Pokemon for the first time and just kind of uh, want to start playing or don't know where to start playing, what, what would you suggest they go out and buy uh, first, Michael? Um, well, easiest way to start, I mean, would... I mean, my favorite thing to do is to go to the store and just find something that I like. And I know that's, like, really generic, but you just got to go to the store and you just... If there's something there that you think you'll like, you know, you see a Jolteon V10, you see something, and you just pull some packs from inside there. Whatever you pull, like, get an idea of what you can make a deck out of. Because, obviously, if you're new into the hobby, you're not going to have that... Um, any idea of like what to build or there's a million decks how do you even know which one to choose so um i mean you can either go the route of like you know whatever but i would just say find something that you like and then after that if you if you don't have any ideas i mean at least start with the trainer's toolkit so the trainer's toolkit you'll obviously get some crobats um and then you'll get all the trainers that you need and energy and then you get some packs. So at least you pull some packs, and if you pull something from there, maybe you get some more ideas. But yeah. Crobat's going to help you have a non-stagnant deck, and then um, you can have any sort of single prize, whatever, and and get it going. Or obviously the idea is probably to make a V deck um, if you have some Crobat Vs and, um, and go from there. I mean, if you have a, a favorite Pokemon that you played in Sword and Shield... If you have a favorite Pokemon that you had growing up, I mean, make a Dragonite V deck. I don't even know, you know? So, <laughs> like, there's there's a million things to do out there. I I came onto the game last year. Um, basically, I had a million code cards, and I found all of them, and I was like, all right, well, I'm bored. Um, this seems fun. Let me just go online. So I go enter all these codes and the biggest one was Dragapult VMAX at that time so the way I got into it was I was like okay if Dragapult VMAX is good Dragapult V is sick um, but the Dragapult baby Pokemon like almost does the same amount of damage as the VMAX like only 30 less and then like 20 less on the on the damage counters um to the bench but it has an ability that can block damage and i thought that that was going to be the meta soon just insanely high damage knockouts every turn so i i've been trying to build that deck for a while but that was my connection to playing online and i did everything i could to try and make a, the best drag pull deck i could so i mean yeah like that's that's how i started so basically i used that i got all the codes from the trainer's toolkit entered that on and I had all the trainers and everything I needed to make the deck. And I've had fun doing that. And basically, long-winded answer, just find something at the store that you like or um, find a connection with whatever you like and, and go from there. But, yeah, trainer's yeah, toolkit's a great idea. Yeah, I think the trainer to toolkit 2.0 is the newest one now. Um, and that's the one that you'd want to get at this point, I think. Um, Gives you two Crobat Vs, I think four or five-ish packs, sleeves for your deck that you have to have if you're going to play in a tournament or something like that when those become available. Um, a box to keep your cards in, energy cards, 
and pretty much two of every trainer card that you need in a competitive deck right now. So it gives you this really big head start into competitive deck building. Um, if you're not competitive right now and you just want to, hey, I just want to pick up a structured deck and play, I'd recommend the Requaza V1 that uh, came out after uh, Volving Skies or the Inteleon V Battle, I think it's a Battle Academy deck. Um, and that one gives you the Italian V, and it's actually a pretty decent card. I've been playing a lot against it um, online in a lot of close matches, even with my, you know, pretty quick Zacian deck or my Dreladon Zacian deck as well. Um, kind of gives me a run for the money most of the time. It's pretty close matches every time. Um, so that's that's a really good one as well. It comes with a lot of expensive cards in there too. Uh, I think you get two Drizzles in it that are both going for like five dollars a piece right now. So if you're looking to build an Italian engine or something like that, that's a good way to do that as well. Um, as far as products go, you know, I, I would take the opposite approach. Michael was kind of saying, hey, go random. Whatever you want, do it, man. The world's your oyster kind of thing. <laughs> I'm saying do the opposite. Go play online with your structure decks and everything else. Work your way up. Pull some packs online. Don't buy anything to start. You know, online's free right now, so play it while you can. Um, I hope it's always going to be free. I don't, I don't know if that's going to change or not, but, um, play what you can. You can get a free pack a week if just for logging in. So, um, do it that way. You win packs for going up leaderboards, gain coins for going up leaderboards, and you can spend all of that in-game currency on new packs, um, as well. And once you find decks that work on there that you like, then you can start buying singles. Um, and I think as a, as a new player, buying singles is your best bet. That's, the way to get the most bang for your buck if you're going to look to build a competitive deck. Um, if you're looking, you know, hey, I want to play Pokemon, but I also want to collect some of the cool cards, then, yeah, open some packs, buy some Elite Trainer boxes, stuff like that, um, and start your collection that way, too. Um, but I know that I would I would have saved a lot of money if I just would have gone out and bought, uh, like, Zacian cards or, <laughs> uh, you know, Crobats or something like that instead of trying to pull them all. Um, yeah, that's true. So, so you can do it that way um, as well, um, but yeah, I think I think once you kind of get past the point of hey, I, I know how to play. I found some playstyles that work. I really want to build a competitive deck and get into the tournaments and stuff like that. Then, I mean, as of right now, you have to be playing online anyways. So your physical cards don't really matter that much at this point. It's all about your online cards. Um, so you need to invest that time and your code cards or whatever else you're going to use to get those cards online uh, probably before you start building your physical decks even. So um, that would be my recommendation. You know, the only way to play in a tournament right now is on BTCGO, and that's for the foreseeable future until COVID dies down. Um, but, yeah, I think, I think that's the best way. Um, hopefully there's another Players' Cup coming up soon, maybe at the beginning of the new year. Um, I'm really excited to get back into that. It's been a been a couple of months. I mean, a few months now since our last Players' Cup. So, I'm really hoping to join in on a new one. Um, but if you're looking to find a deck list, uh, just search up on YouTube. I mean, there's plenty of people on YouTube right now that have really good production and really understand the meta right now. Um, it can walk you through why de certain decks work and how they work and what cards you need to buy for it. Um, so, I mean, do you have any recommendations for that? I know for me, it's Sack Lesage is kind of the one that I go to. 
he does a meta breakdown every week or every two weeks or something like that. It talks about what's been winning in the tournaments, what, what's been doing well, what, what's kind of dropped off a little bit, and why that is. But, Michael, do you have any other recommendations that you'd point people in the direction? Yeah, my favorite person easily is uh, Little Dark Fury. He he just makes rogue decks and stuff, and, and uh, they're just fun. I like watching them because it's it it's like really refreshing but if you're just trying to find something that's good um zach lasage like you're saying is really good guy and then you have um yeah you have like cilio's network and you have you have some uh other people but um most of most of every pokemon player out there just kind of has their favorite pokemon to play even cilio likes leafeon so he's just playing leafeon v max or you know they're everyone has their own connections with with the pokemon so I mean, it. What I, my favorite thing to do is yeah, Zach Sash has like a top ten. I think uh, whoever runs Limitless TCG, I forgot who that was. Um, that guy has a has a YouTube channel and he has like the top ten decks that placed in his tournaments every week. So that's kind of a good way to look at how, what's doing good competitively. But the meta changes all the time based on what happened the last week, you know. So. You just kind of have to look out for that, but yeah, there's there's so many good people out there to 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 watch and and um, if you honestly just go on the ladder for long enough, you'll go against a deck that's cool enough that you want to make it. So, I mean, that's a good way to do it too. Um, but yeah, like I was saying, actually, Limitless TCG is another thing that you can go. You can make a account on there and and play in tournaments. Sometimes you have to put in two packs or trade them to an account or do something and and then you can win like 40 packs from a tournament and that's how you can you can get into evolving skies and get get a whole bunch of packs from that or or whatever so there there's really cool ways to play against people online too um that's a really good way um they have you know 250 plus people tournaments where you're just playing competitive games and you know um it's it's just fun it's it's a good time and you'll see what's what's good in the meta you'll see what you'll kind of want to build and it's really easy to kind of go but once if you're just starting out um uh those will probably just be intense so you could you could just watch you can watch those people play against each other and see you know what's going on or or you can get the vibes from from you know the top 10 lists and see what kind of what kind of decks those are and and like kind of pause it and look at all the cards that they have in their decks because um there there's a lot of texts up there that 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 are pretty fun that you can throw into your decks or whatever too so you know yeah uh, yeah i think if uh if you're brand new and want to get into competitive i would i would i would recommend that you stay away from tournaments you have to pay for because if it's your first tournament i think you should wait for a free one they do have they have lots of free on ones. PTCGO and other, I think even the Chill Series one is free. Yeah, that's um, that's what I was mentioning, yeah. Yeah, Zach Lesage puts one out on, on Monday nights, I think, now, and I think that one's free as well. Um, so a lot of these big meta players and kind of news sources will have tournaments that I think most of the time are free. Um, players Cup is free as long as you have a player's account, uh, which is also free. You just have to sign up for it. Um, and... Honestly, I think that would be the best tournament to start out on because you don't have to play at a certain time. You know, these other ones are like Wednesday nights at 9 o'clock 
Eastern time. You have to play for like five hours if you keep winning, you know what I mean? So Players' Cup, the qualifying rounds are perfect for a new player. They get a, You get to see a wide range of decks. Um, anyone can sign up, so you're playing against people with single prize decks, you're playing against people with VMAX decks. Everything in the meta is being played, even stuff that's not in the meta is being played. I showed up and played my Kramer at VMAX deck in the <laughs> Players' Cup. I think it was Players' Cup 3 I played in. Um, and that was fun. I didn't win any. I mean, obviously, I didn't even get it past qualifiers or anything, but that was just fun to play and have a good time with. And since it was free and you got, you know, so many uh, tickets, you know, you just spend one ticket per game, it's it's a lot of fun. So um, that's what I'd recommend doing. You get a lot of games in, wide variety of games, a lot of wide variety of skill level, too. You can play against people and you're thinking, wow, this guy is way better than me. He knows exactly what I'm going to do. He's playing his deck perfectly. I can't get a move off without him doing something in return kind of thing. Um, and that's honestly good for new players. You know, you need to be able to see that that's, that's where you need to be getting to is learning your deck, learning other people's decks, um, and, and getting play that way. Um, if you're only winning, you're not you're not learning anything really, I don't think. So you need to play against some better players every once in a while. But um, my, my greatest advice for new players is play with friends at first you know just enjoy the game and really just learn the basics of it first before you get too crazy and think okay, okay i need to spend 60 dollars on a deck or anything like that just play what you're going to play play your structure decks you know there's a venusaur structure deck blastoise structure deck uh gardevoir uh victini Rayquaza, i don't italian i mean there's tons right now that are that are all pretty decent um and with minor modifications, you can really get it to a meta deck uh, pretty quickly. So um, look for those. Look just to have some fun. Really mess around. Um, yeah, that, I mean that's that's my advice. Michael, any closing thoughts before we we sign off for the night? Hey, no. I mean, yeah, just it's it's all about having fun with your buddies, you know. And that's we had a pretty good time the other day. So I mean. Yeah, if you can if you can find some group to to get your you know some some of your friends that will will play with you or something like that, it's a good time. So, um, yeah, anyone anyone out there listening to this wants to play with us, just know we're always down. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's it was it was really fun and um, yeah, I think Avery just because he he played and he had a good time with that, he's gonna go on and and play on PTCGO for, like, so, um, yeah, I mean, I would just say, get the trainer's toolkit, and, and then buy, buy singles, that's probably the best bet you got. Yeah, yeah, all right, well, with, with that, like Michael said, if you guys want to talk Pokemon, talk deck lists, talk meta, whatever, hit us up at Tastic Collector on Instagram, uh, there's pack openings on YouTube just so you can get through that, that craving for your packs and just hone in and buy some singles, have some self-control. I know that's the hardest part about this, but, you know, watch the pack openings on YouTube to take that, that uh, itch away from you. Um, but other than that, let us know. I mean, you know, we're both on PTCGO. We have plenty of extra cards. If you need some, some of the trainers or whatever else you're looking for, hit us up. We're willing to trade and... Uh, help you out as much most as we can so um, with that we'll be saying goodbye thank you guys for listening and we'll see you in the next one